while police photographing our license plate. What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Hello everyone, this is the Reasonable Voices News Talk radio program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. My guest today is Lawrence Dresner, a good friend, a composer, a lyricist. I've known him for years, and especially in our time working together in New York City, but we're back at it again. So Lawrence Dresner is an accomplished composer whose many pieces have been performed for audiences throughout the United States and Europe. With a strong interest in all forms of music, Larry has been involved in musical theater with several off-off-Broadway shows, cabaret, directed talent productions, jazz bands, and produced chamber concerts. Larry is a board member of several organizations, including the Long Island Arts Council at Freeport and the Long Island Composers Alliance. He is a previous board member of Opera Night and the Long Island Arts Alliance's arts advocacy team. And, you know, I don't think I said anything about me in the way of bio in the last time Larry and I spoke, because it, usually I'm not introducing me. But since I'm also a guest today, Marcello Rolando, two L's in both names, please, theater and video director and on-camera actor, writer, radio journalist, and podcast host, whose uh, 40-year career includes acting on NBC and ABC soap operas and on stage at Washington's Shakespeare Theater Company. As a director, I've directed at the Juilliard School, John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, the Broward Center for the Arts, and the annual awards ceremony of the Palm Beach County Film and Television Commission and numerous on-camera documentary and promotional videos. Finally, in New York City, as script doctor and director, I developed and produced new scripts, including book musicals by unknown or unpublished creators of new plays and musicals, which, of course, is how I met Larry some years ago. So, my talented friend and co-creator, welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program, and how are you today? I'm doing fine, man. Happy New Year to you. A Happy New Year to you, too. So, knowing that there are a lot of listeners who may not have tuned in for our last radio chat. Let's begin or bring everyone up to date on our new musical saga, <laughs> Past, Present, and Future. Let's start with how we met and why we got together again to create a new musical 
after 25 years. You and I met back in the 80s in New York City where I was working with a friend of ours, a collaborator, Dale Johnson, on a musical. And you were the director, I was the um, composer, and Dale Johnson was the book writer and lyricist. And we hit it off, worked really well, and maintained a relationship long distance all that time. We certainly did. And then when we finally met again after so many years, the conversation over lunch was as though we'd never <laughs> had no time had passed. No, not at all. <laughs> so the idea was um, I've written a lot of songs that never were performed for various reasons. And I thought it would be a good idea to try to put them together in a format so that they could see the light of the stage, so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, the original idea was to see if we could put them together into a, a cabaret kind of a show which you loved and when you listened to some of the songs and the lyrics you felt there is more to it than just a cabaret so we developed that idea and then COVID hit yes that's right well that's it and Larry as usual is a man of few words but he gets it all said that's it that's exactly what happened and we are now um, I guess I should say we were expecting a theatrical production that was our plan of course yes uh, before COVID. We, we held auditions digitally as things went on, of course, and COVID was uh, right on our heels in those, uh, by that time, and it became clear we needed a plan B. So, Larry, let's talk about our plan B, that radio drama. What do you think? I think it's a great alternative because, again, because the theaters are dark, um, I think in order to get, get it performed, a radio drama would be a fabulous idea, and that's where that's where we're going forward with writing a script that'll work with the songs and putting them in the correct order. There's an arc to the show, and I think people will be uh, really pleasantly surprised by what we're coming up with. I hope so, and I think so too. I, I do think that uh, we, again, Plan B was this radio drama, and that, of course, created the necessity for a sound studio and for bringing the cast into that sound studio and that became not possible or not advisable let's say so we haven't given up on that radio drama idea because i think it works whether we can ever get this on whether we're safe to go back into the theaters again for mm -hmm. another year or not either way i think the stage production and the radio drama are compatible is my feeling oh. anyway yeah. So the idea now is to try to use Zoom with its limited capability to try to meld actors performing the script and combining that with the songs. Yes, exactly. And I think the way that can work, we we are we are good at planning and setting out. Okay, so I guess we're up to Plan C or Plan D by now. But but we we are carrying through on them. It's not like we just plan something and then we drop it because COVID hits us in the teeth, which it has done to everybody. We're not the only ones who are, you yep. know, you got it all set, you know what you're going to do, and boom, a world uh, pandemic. But in any case, in addition to the radio uh, drama, which is still on the table very much, the cast album, I think, was the next thing we talked about, bringing together, uh, you know, casting from our callbacks and from people in the business that we know and that might be available to work with us again. The idea was to create a a cast album in addition to the radio drama and, and until we can do a, a theatrical production. So uh, that 
led us to when the next setback, uh, when things closed again for the first time, um, we came up with the idea that if we cannot safely, even though we, we had in mind because of Larry a, a sound studio that really is large enough to have done social distancing, it still was a reality to get the talent comfortable with that and to get them to that sound and from that sound studio back home safely became became something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's why I have Larry. He just cuts right through it. But we then came up with a great plan D and making two-minute video trailer, which, of course, involved camera people and crew around. So that gave way to doing audio teasers of some of the songs so we can move forward. And that brings us up to YouTube. And that was exciting. I, I'm not... I mean, I have people who work for me who I create the work and then they send it out to the world via social media and so forth. So I'm not always hands-on on how this gets promoted in social media, but we have now produced four songs Jesus. for YouTube cool. and social media. And and again, because of Zoom and what not consistent with producing music, we went to YouTube and Larry, why don't we talk about some of those songs? There are four now running. And by the way, they're running on my YouTube channel. That's Marcello Rolando two L's in both names. I imagine if, if you enter Marcello Rolando with two L's in both names and YouTube, it will come up and then you can actually see and hear what Larry and I have been doing to try and keep developing. And, oh, we haven't even told them the title. But, <laughs> but the idea behind the teasers is to take one of the songs that's in our show and add visual images to it also with an introductory paragraph where you set up the song. We have the song with images over it, and then there's a small closing paragraph after it with an idea or suggestion to visit your website to learn more about the show. So it was a lot of fun in seeing how different our visual images for the songs were, because I had one when I wrote it, and when you hear it, you hear something else, and you add images, and then we wrestle. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be the first one to concede that you're a more visual person than I am, so you usually win. Um, and I think it's working out really well. And hopefully, you know, it'll get people interested in wanting to see and hear the completed show when it's finally up there. You know, a couple of things on that. Um for all of you listeners out there, we appreciate your being a part of this wonderful, happy reunion between Larry and me, because no one should feel limited by the images they see, because most of those uh, photographs are my personal photographs, but they're also uh, some contributed by my wonderful, incredible assistant, Daniel Garner. And also, the second thing I wanted to say was a short story about my real estate a career way back when that sort of financed initially my career in New York. And that was uh, that I discovered in real estate, I sold real estate, sold a lot of it. And then there was a point at which, you know, the buyer, the seller, they come to me and then I become the person in charge. And then when we've agreed on a property, then the banker becomes in charge of, of providing the money. And then when that professional has done his duty. The next uh, professional who takes charge is the title attorney and title company. And from that, I always thought 
that's kind of like preparing a show as a director. You, you're in charge when you are casting and bringing people in and so forth, and you're rehearsing. But very quickly, the actors come. And then the tech crew comes in, of course. And then finally, ultimately, the performance. It is the audience and how they respond to the show. So all that to say, I think, is that it's a journey, and we're making it, Larry and I together, and, and we don't wrestle as much. Well, I guess we wrestle sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Larry, so tell us about, because just the other day, it was a challenging day, and I went, I chose, just came to my mind, the most logical thing for me to do. I went to YouTube, Marcello Rolando's YouTube page, and I chose the first teaser we did, and the song was, It Will All Work Out. And I'm telling you, I played that over and over two or three times, danced around the house, and it made my day. Tell us when you composed that song. Tell us, give us your personal history with that song. Well, first of all, I kind of vanished the image of you dancing around the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have that so, one. <laughs> that was um, the lyrics of that were written by a, a former collaborator of mine, and it's really basically. Uh, a song of no matter what life throws your way, it'll all work out. Um, and it gives a couple of examples. And th- again, the gist is as long as you keep your head up and you pick yourself up off the floor, it'll all work out and it'll be the way it's meant to be. And I think that's a life lesson. It's an up-tempo, funny song. But at the end, I think it's a, a, a good affirmation type of song. It absolutely is. I mean, with real world, real time benefits. I mean, well, the arts anyway. I know we were the first hit and closed down because we are the ones where everyone goes. I mean, you know, since World War II, at least, when there were terrible times, depression, World War II, etc., the Kennedy Missile Crisis, all of that, people went to church and they went to movies. That's where they went to get their to get some sense of hope and, and solace. And so to close Broadway and other theaters and other institutions of art that feed our soul was, has been a real challenge. And I know for the creators who are trying and want to get their work out there, but also for the audiences who, who simply cannot attend large rallies without risking their health. So um, it will all work out has really worked for me, let me tell you. It's kept me going, and I thank you for it, Larry. How about that, before we go to a break, how about the second song that we put up? It was, uh, oh, I can't remember the chronology now. Well, the one we just completed was Contest Degenerate. Yes. I, this song took a while to grow on me. It's just that as I was writing the book, Contest Degenerate never quite fit into a scene that I had written. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that I didn't like it. Uh, it's a great song. I just, I couldn't make it fit. So it was the shortcomings of the writer. How's that? But um, then when we chose to use it on YouTube, picking the the slideshow for it was a challenge for both Larry and me, he being a lot more literal than I, but at the same time trying to find, because in my personal (laughs) photograph history, I don't take a a lot of pictures of uh, contests. I have nothing against contests. I just don't take pictures of them. But Larry, jump in, save me. What did we do? I think the first song I ever wrote both the lyrics and the music to so it go 
Mm-hmm. My visual image would be of a like of a frazzled housewife who is bored with her current life, so she turns to trying to compete and win contests as a you know something to do during her day. And I guess visually, my image was either like a Lucille Ball or Phyllis Diller kind of character. A little more hysterical and hysterical into the song, so by the end she like almost loses it. Mm. So my images were pictures of different sweepstakes and the cards you scratch off and things like that, where you were taking it in in a lot less literal image, and ultimately that worked because I you don't have to hit people over the head a million times with the words contest degenerate, people get it. So the fact that you took it elsewhere still made the song work, and I think the final product is stronger and better than the original. So that's cool. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, as always, I always say, you know, it's Larry's fault. His music, to me, no matter how literal the, the lyrics may be or seem to be, Larry's music always gives me ideas because art must must present a production, but the production number one job, of course, is to be entertaining, but it is also to lift us out of our daily routine and to show us how we are connected to a bigger picture, I think. And I think Contest Degenerate made me realize, you know what this is about? This is about people in lockdown. And what are they doing? And how do they survive? And she chooses to enter a lot of contests, but there are a number of ways we have to choose to survive in a lockdown and a global pandemic. And that's where I went with the song, in my head, in the blocking of it. So it is definitely going to be written into the show. (laughs) Okay, I guess we should go and let Larry get ready to talk more in the segment two. This has been Grand. We're talking to my good friend and co-creator of the musical, the new musical, whose title we still haven't given you. Interesting. (laughs) It is not an intentional tease. We will give it to you, however, before the end of the show. But we're working on that and have been working on that. It started just before COVID hit, and we have been running around the hurdles as much as we can that COVID has thrown to us and everyone else. We hope you will stay with us for the second segment. There is more to hear about our brand new musical. We will all get through this. It will all work out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. My life was nice and cozy With the sun around me Then I felt a raindrop And the skies were suddenly all cloudy Now here I'm standing In the rain, no umbrella No overcoat, no money Sometimes forced to sing in a cappella Before you lose your temper And your mind gets in a flurry Just tell yourself now, honey Never cry and never, never starts to bellow I don't know what to do now 
crazy I don't know where to go now Cause my dream has gotten dim and hazy Sometimes you're dealt a bad hand But you keep on playing I know you're not a quitter Listen now to what I'm saying It'll all work out It can't rain forever It'll all work out somehow For the better if you just keep hanging on There'll always be another chance To reach that brass ring Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and my reasonable voice today is my good friend, composer-lyricist Larry Dresner. Well, Larry, we were up to talking about the songs that people can find, your music, that they can find as a sort of introduction to the show we're putting together, as we want people to be aware that we're creating this new musical and, and have some experience with it, even though we cannot proceed at the moment with our plan A, which was, of course, to mount a theatrical production, which we've done together in the past several times. But we're up to, I think, probably the second teaser that's up. I don't know if it's any particular chronological order on YouTube, but it's called There Won't Be Any Band. Tell us about that. So There Won't Be Any Band was uh, written by a a collaborator way back in the early part of my career. And basically, the idea of the song is about a relationship. There's a lot of poetry and literature about when you meet the right person, you're going to hear fireworks and the thunder is going to be roaring and the skies are going to part open and you're going to know, oh my gosh, this is the right person. But this song is more about, you might just find that your soulmate that uh, without all the hoopla mm. and it might grow on you and then at a moment you'll just suddenly realize, wow, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. Which means you don't need any marching band coming down the street to announce it to the world and you don't need the fireworks. So it's just a different view of a relationship, basically. You know, I really like that because I think probably that is uh, one of the times that we have have been closest at seeing a song the same way. Although I do, I do think again, you your music is always bigger in my mind. I do think it it has other rippling effects, and the song has that. I mean, as it lies now in the script. It is definitely what you are talking about, but I think also the more I've listened to it and, and what you've just said, it makes me think of, of other things as well, and people will just have to come and see the show to find out what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about one of my favorite songs in the show, certainly one of the most dramatic, and that is To Have Had a Son. Tell us about that. That was written by another collaborator I had worked with in the past. And the unusual thing about it is he was a single man at that time, but yet the lyrics he wrote about what a parent goes through when they lose a child was very profound and moving. And hopefully the music supports that. Oh, definitely the music supports it. I attest to that. It was so powerful when I first heard it. 
I, it just gave me, as you know, Larry, the ideas, the visuals I get in my head when I'm, how I would stage something. It just, it will be a moment in the show that people will never forget. And I'm talking about an emotional impact that touches all our lives. Anyway, I won't say any more than that, but it's, it's an amazing song. Yeah. All right, Larry. I guess we've swung up through Plan E by now. I, I don't know. At least. Yeah. <laughs> but we keep going, and that's one of the reasons for this show, to let you know that we all have to keep going. It's all going to work out, and we do have to work through it. But at the same time, what you can do, and I speak primarily, of course, for artists of every discipline, because that's what I'm most familiar with, but but other professions, I'm sure, in their way, are also finding ways to get through this safely and keeping each other safe and happy and healthy and all that. I know what we've discussed most recently and plan on is the next plan is to rehearse smaller dialogue scenes. A two-person dialogue scene on Zoom is possible, even though everybody knows Zoom is not perfect in in that regard but it is but it is quite possible and that's the next plan we're going to want to cast doing something march and april we certainly hope but again covid will determine what we can do but we ought to be able to rehearse the dialogue on zoom then the issue becomes how do we record the songs that this dialogue introduces no i think at that point where it might be safer to travel within New York City with a mask and then putting out the the vaccine. I'm hoping that large studio we had in mind where you could do social distancing while still recording Mm -hmm. would be the solution for that. Yes, and in the meantime, I will rehearse dialogue and people will arrive with a dramatic interpretation and, and lines perhaps memorized and we can put it all together in a sound studio and both as we record we will be rehearsing for a stage production but we will be creating at the very least more teasers for YouTube and that middle range accomplishment would be that radio dramedy. So we're always, (laughs) everything we do we're trying to do that so it can serve the various ways that this may be presented to the public and it may come out in different forms and different stages as COVID allows, but it, it's on its way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and there's still one or two songs that I have to work on. Yes, <laughs> that was my next mainly, question. <laughs> mainly because you introduced a new character that we now have to figure out how to integrate, and they need a song or two. Yes. And then I need to write the ending song that encapsulates the entire show. Yes. And the final the finale typically is the last thing you've written because you got to close in everything you've done before and we don't know everything you've done before just yet. Yes. So that's all being worked on as we speak. So this is one time Larry gets to say it's my fault. I, I need to defend myself. Yes, we had four <laughs> characters and now we have five and I have written a couple of scenes involving this new character. But it comes out of two readings. And again, my thanks for Ken Davenport in New York City and Eric Webb, his dramaturge, and the reading that they provided and the notes that they provided to me. It's like I remember a moment when Larry and I were working on Tiffany and everything was going so well. It was great. and We were all busy accomplishing what we needed to accomplish and everyone was happy. And then suddenly it hit me. Oh, 
but we need a song for the leading character. We had this amazing song that Larry had composed for the leading lady, but the leading man did not have a comparable so that he could stand alone equal to her in song. And of course, Larry composed that song. Well, this, for me, after a second reading, it became clear to me that I had made the situation that is created in the book I'm writing, inspired by the music of Larry Dresner and lyrics, the situation therein was the antagonist. And that's fine to a degree, but at some point it became very clear to me that we needed an individual, a physical presence that was the antagonist, that that would please Aristotle and the audience so they knew who they could hang on to. So this fifth character has has been established, and as Larry said, I said, so he'll need a couple of songs, you know. It's always easy for me to say. So Larry, I know we've done this before, but not everybody knows how new musicals or new plays are introduced. And I've spent most of my New York career doing that. And you, of course, the work that we've done, uh, have been through this before you met me, but certainly with Tiffany and our friend Dale Johnson, you think you have the script, but when you go into rehearsal and into production, things change for any number of reasons. So how do you feel about working that way? You know, whenever you hear a song performed live, you hear things that you never imagined before because the actor or singer brings something to it, their own perspective and their own insights. And some of them work and some of them don't work, but the ones that do work might make you shift your own perception of your intent and give you ideas for something else so that it becomes something even more. So that's a living, breathing, working, collaborative environment that's fabulous because you feed off each other and what the ending result is better than the initial one. I mean, it almost always happens that way. It always does. Again, as Larry's just pointed out, for singing, it's true. And in the read, when I do a table read with a cast for the first time, it changes things. I prep for a rehearsal, and when I get there, the actors will change my mind by the way they sing something, by the way they walk, and of course, the way they say lines. And I see it now through this wider perspective. And I love that. And I know you do too, Larry. Well, we probably at this point really should finally confess we did go through several titles. And one day Larry called me up and he said, Larry. Why don't we use the title for one of the songs? Because it seems to fit. And, you know, even in Broadway musical history, sometimes titles change because of the work that's done in development and rehearsals, something clicks, makes it something else and they need to change the title. But I thought that the one of the songs that I wrote, the title would fit for the show and so far it's hung in there. So you get the honor of telling everyone what is the title of our musical? A Little Place Called Earth. And you know when Larry called me with that and yeah, th- those who know I had a much longer <laughs> title and then I, I shortened that t- title and you know and I knew that would never survive only because generally when you create something that is just for you it's not going to work for everybody or for all of the show so I was okay with that but it drove my initial writing of the book because of what was behind it but 
Larry literally just picked up the phone one day and said, what about a little place called Earth? And just yeah. it, it just clicked. And I went... Well, you know what? Some of the other title suggestions that came up were <laughs> too long. Um, they, they are wordy and they sounded a lot... What's the word I want to think? A little highfalutin. Well, indeed they were. Uh, they were good for uh, the things that inspired me to choose them, sure. but but not for this musical. This mm-hmm. musical uh, just lives in the heart and soul of everyone, every audience, everyone who's going to hear it, everyone who's read it. Even even the reading that took place that did not have Larry's music but had his lyrics. This was the song, A Little Place Called Earth. They didn't hear the song even. But they loved the lyrics, and indeed it is what the show is about, a little place called Earth, and of course it's about all the little earthlings on it, and what we go through and what we put ourselves through and each other and all of the usual things, and it's a love story. It's a, it's a double love story, actually, and with, yeah. this, with this fifth character it may be a triple love story, not that he needs a counterpart, but we'll, anyway. A little place called Earth, and... You are hearing today what we've been going through to try and bring this to you. Do communicate with us what you think about the show. Rolando with two L's, R-O-L-L-A-N-D-O, and Dresner, D-R-E-S-N-E-R Productions. Our contact email is thelifeofexcellence at gmail.com. All right, Larry. Any final words? Anything you uh, think we left out? Anything? Or anything you wanted to say and I didn't give you a chance to say? Just that this has been better than than I expected. A fabulous working relationship, even though we're about a thousand miles apart. And I think this is just going to be a really good end project that uh, people will really enjoy seeing and hearing and listening. Thanks. I think so, too. And thanks to you and your music and lyrics and Yes, I agree with you. It, it's going to entertain. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry. It's going to make you hope. Okay? Yeah. All right. Okay, Larry, thank you so much. Of course, we'll be talking. <laughs> and thank you. Uh, you, uh, you take care and enjoy the rest of the day and the week, okay? You too, buddy. Thank you. Hi, I'm Marcello Rolando. As promised, Rolando and Dresner Productions is creating a new musical dramedy about our triumph over a contested rise of our holiday spirit out of the virtual ashes of 2020 into an ever-increasing brighter new year where our best dreams come true. So let's let go of the past and grasp 2021 with our renewed, refreshed, and rejuvenating celebration of perfect health, prosperity, and happiness in our life on... A Little Place Called Earth. A Little Place Called Earth is a Rolando and Dresner production about our resurgence out of the jaws of inequitable income opportunity. It's a coming-of-age realization that grabbing the brass ring without sharing it diminishes our return. It's about our taking chances together on each other without fear of contests, competition, and cooperation. A Little Place Called Earth is about reassembling our humanity, knowing there is no victory without valiantly clawing our way through defeat, despair, and death. It's about sharing our powers of kindness with strangers and neighbors, online, on stage, and on earth. Visit us on Marcello Rolando's YouTube channel and take a chance on becoming a contest degenerate by composer-lyricist Larry Dresner. 
Where can you go when your body's debris? Curves where they shouldn't be, you're headed downhill. What's there to do when you've reached meat decay? When your kids have moved away and your husband you control. Contests, that's right, contests. There are thousands around, they abound. I've entered four score, but I still yearn for more. Once you're hooked, you're booked. There are thousands galore. Contests, all kinds of contests. Some rules require great wit. But no matter what they ask, I'm up to the task, cause I'm a contest degenerate. For some, you match cards. For others, you scratch cards. Some want you to compare a number. Coupons you mail in, box tops you collect and select, detect, dissect, and connect, reject, and correct. I know, because I'm a connoisseur of contests, dozens of contests. I can't refuse them, I admit. But what do I care? I'll be a millionaire, because I'm a contest degenerate. For some, you mail away. I love them. For others, you have to pay. I'm crazy about them to be considered in the running. Answers you make up, envelopes you address and compress, redress and bless, coalesce, finesse and caress. Contests, all kinds of contests. My friends think I'm a twit. Do you think I'm crazy or maybe just a little bit hazy? I'm just a contest. I'm a contest. I'm a contest. Where did I put my stamps? Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. In Thanksgiving for the Memories Before the night terrors began, dreams were in play, dreams of racial and gender equality, even equal pay, healthy dreams of affordable care for mind, body, and soul. Dreams of an Equal Rights Amendment, a livable minimum wage, single-payer, and Medicaid. Dreams prioritizing support for our troops when they became veterans, sustaining their defense against traumatic mental and physical damage, unemployment, and homelessness descended. I remember it well. Our cornerstone of rocket's red glare, bursting into the fresh air of freedoms ensconced forever in the firm grip of a French lady promising liberté to masses yearning to breathe free. Until we slammed the golden rule door. I remember it well. We met at the 1621 treaty signing between the Wapanoag tribe and the pilgrims of the Plymouth colony. I was on time. No, you are remembering too late. I remember it well. We dined with New World Discoverer Columbus and friends. We dined alone in Rio de Janeiro until that Italian explorer, Amerigo Vespucci, sailed ashore like some traveling troubadour. A tenor sang, no, a baritone. Ah, yes, I remember it well. The new world order called America, created under God's moon. There was no moon nor America that night, and it was South America. That's right, that's right. <laughs>
It warms my heart to know that you remember still the way you do. Ah, yes, I remember it well. How often I've thought of that first summer night. It was a brisk March evening. I remember it well. Surviving a long ocean voyage and hostile winter in thanksgiving to God. Perhaps Christians with more guts owe thanksgiving also to Wampanoag who befriended us. Showing strangers in a strange land how to fish, plant corn, and gather berries and nuts. I remember that night when we had our last rendezvous, and somehow I foolishly wondered if you might be thinking as I do. I rolled all night just me alone to warn the redcoats are coming in just a few. No, not alone, not you. Before the dawn of Valley Forge, while Congress slept behind closed doors, women too rode out to warn Minutemen of the coming Red Horde. Ah, yes, I remember it well. We men, better than most, not so exceptional to boast. Those Russian songs, from Muslim sailors at a mosque on Cuba's coast. Ah, yes, I remember it well. You wore a gown of gold. Not quite red, white, and blue. Am I getting old? Oh, no, not you. How strong you were, how young and gay, a prince of peace in every way. Ah, yes, I remember it well. It wasn't King Ferdinand nor Queen Isabel who launched a thousand ships in 1492, but rather Muslims in 1178 who sailed the ocean blue, introducing Islam to Latin American hue. In the early fall of 1621, Thanksgiving was a happy accident. Pilgrim Edward Winslow wrote, We exercised our arms. Think more open carry than gymnasium event. You see, there was so much Iraqi-like celebratory firing in the air, neighboring Wapanoag, thinking the foreigners were under attack, rushed to defend them, loaded for bear. In Thanksgiving, the pilgrims invited the Americans to stay for dinner, and both English immigrants and native-born agreed Lincoln's idea a winner. Inspired invaders and their good Samaritan neighbors, proclaiming we reap what we sow, more gunplay was the order of the day for unsuspecting dough. The natives provided venison. Foreigners, first harvest farmer's market, and voila, it's done. There was land and waterfowl aplenty, seafood, pumpkin, and, of course, cornbread for ill-mannered sopping, with no hint of the foul play of treaty flip-flopping. Yet, in time, intercultural bridges were squashed by the craven craving the land of the free braves and labors of the unwashed. When only fear and hate abide between truth and lies, the tie that binds the middle to east and west is compromised. Our promise is lost to the dark side when love is denied and open arms giving refuge succumbs to prejudicial pride. I remember it well. Dallas, Watergate, trickle-down, preemptive Iraq invasion, and Patriot Act betraying American exceptionalism. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you.
Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world.